through the years that I've been teaching, there have been quite a number of times when students have asked about bowing. There's a lot of bowing in uh, a Dhamma practice. So, what are we bowing to? Who are we bowing to? Traditionally, we're, of course, bowing to the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. But beyond that, maybe, what are we bowing to, or who are we bowing to? Why do you bow? What might go through your mind and heart at times when you bow here in retreat or at other places and other times. This morning I'd like to offer you a reflection about bowing that comes from the writer and naturalist Barry Lopez. And this is from his book called Arctic Dreams. Glaucious gulls fly over. In the shore lead are phalaropes with their twig-like legs. In the distance I can see flocks of old squaw against the sky and a few cormorants a patch of shadow that could be several thousand crested auklets too far away to know. Out there are whales. I have seen six or eight gray whales as I walk this evening. And the ice, pale as the dove-colored sky. The wind raises the surface of the water, wake of a seal in the shore lead, gone now. I bowed. I bowed to what knows no deliberating legislature or parliament, no religion, no competing theories of economics, an expression of allegiance with the mystery of life. I looked out over the Bering Sea and brought my hands folded to the breast of my parka and bowed from the waist deeply toward the north, that great strait filled with life, the ice and the water. I held the bow to the pale sulfur sky at the northern rim of the earth. I held the bow until my back ached and my mind was emptied of its categories and designs, its plans and speculations. I bowed before the simple evidence of the moment in my life in a tangible place on the earth that was beautiful. When I stood, I thought I glimpsed my own desire. The landscape and the animals were like something found at the end of a dream. The edges of the real landscape became one 
with the edges of something I had dreamed. But what I had dreamed was only a pattern, some beautiful pattern of light. The continuous work of the imagination, I thought, to bring what is actual together with what is dreamed is an expression of human evolution. The conscious desire is to achieve a state, even momentarily, that like light is unbounded, nurturing, suffused with wisdom and creation, a state in which one has absorbed that very darkness which before was the perpetual sign of defeat. Whatever world that is, it lies far ahead, but its outline, its intimation, is clear in the landscape, and upon this one can actually hope we will find our way. I bowed again, deeply, toward the north, and turned south to retrace my steps over the dark cobbles to the home where I was staying. I was full of appreciation for all that I had seen.
I wanted to say just uh, a few words about today. In a certain way, it's a kind of special day. There will be other similar special days similar to this through the month. Uh, There are no practice interviews today. And there won't be a Dhamma talk this evening. So it's really a wonderful opportunity for a full day, a whole day of practice, including uh, through the evening. I know for myself there have been times when I've uh, been on an organized retreat rather than a, a self-retreat. And on the days when there was really no evening, well, when there was no evening talk and no interviews to go to, it always felt like this wonderful, wide-open opportunity to just practice all day, all evening. So this is one of those days. Enjoy your practice.
Everything's good. It's all good. You didn't knock on my door this morning. Like no. Oh, no. Hug it was just upstairs for me. Yeah. Because I can hear it. It was upstairs for me, by the way. I'm not, I'd have to look on the... Yeah, um, I'm curious. Oh, yeah. Not the real short one, but the... Uh-huh. The young one. Okay. It's fine. It's just... Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.